to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian, and I've got a treat for you today on Zine Thursday, Mothership Sci-Fi Horror RPG by Tuesday Night Games, the Player's Survival Guide. So, we're going to take a look into this game. What is it? Well, physically, it's sort of a, I want to say, 38-page zine format, black and white print, it's available for $15 in print, and even cheaper if you were to pick up the PDF. The PDF's available on DriveThruRPG, or you can go to TuesdayNightGames.com. You can go to shop.tuesdaynightgames.com. They sell it there. You can pick it up for $14.99 physical copy. I'm sure there's some postage added to that. I can't recall what it was I paid. Now, I picked this book up earlier in this year, I believe, not last year. It may have been last year, but it's been sitting on the shelf for a while, and I've been wanting to play the game. I haven't had the time, but I definitely wanted to sit down and read through the rules and review it and go over what I thought of it, and I'm impressed. We open up this book, and you have a nice table of contents. It goes over everything in the game. This 38-page this game is the full book, and it's complex enough to do a lot with if you really you know, like your role-playing games and want to take it to the next level. You can with this, it seems. The character creation rules exist on page one. And that's it. It's just one-page character creation rules. It's amazing. I love it. Most of what you need to create the character is going to be on the character sheet. You take a look at the character sheet and all the stuff's there. Even equipment packages are printed there, depending on which equipment package you choose. So you don't have to go through and buy equipment like other games. The rules of rolling up your character. You roll 6d10 for each of your stats. Now, there are four stats. Strength, Speed, Intellect, in combat. Those are your four core stats, and you're going to roll 6d10 for each. The stat of 30 is about average. They say, don't get too hung up on the numbers yet. Then you pick a class and note their starting saves. That's, now, the classes that you have, there's four classes in this game. You have teamsters, scientists, androids, and marines. That starts to give us an idea of the setting and stuff, looking at what classes we have here. If you haven't picked up on it yet, it's very much, I'd say it's based on the Alien movie, the Aliens movies. It seems to be a big foundation. Also, like films like Event Horizon, we're going for a horror sci-fi type setting. Reading through this, I could see, I, I'm a big fan, if, you, if you've seen the show or read the books of The Expanse, books they're really good i could easily see this working very well for running an expanse type campaign for your for yourself then you mark your starting skills and spend your starting skill points so you get a few points you spend them you just kind of now the skills are already typed out on the sheet so you just kind of check them uh, and then you take note of your class how it deals with stress and panic stress and panic system and this is very interesting you pick a starting, and we'll get into that here in a second. You pick a starting loadout and roll a random trinket and patch. So you've got these really cool random trinket and random patch tables in here. D100 tables with all kinds of odd little things just kind of add flavor to it. The patches are fun. Finishing touches. You fill out the finishing touches of your character. I'm going to move ahead to rolling the dice. Something unique about this, now I'm going to say the system works very much like uh, if you're familiar with Call of Cthulhu and stuff like that, you're going to roll percentile under a certain amount. Percentile dice rolling the two 10-sided dice, or I'm sure you could use a D100. And when you make your checks, you're checking it against your attributes and your skills and trying to roll a percentile number under them in order to have a success. 
The other type of role that they've introduced is a 2D10 roll, and they note, notate that as underlined. And that's rolling two 10-sided dice, probably the ones that have the zero after them and adding them together. So it's giving you a, as it says, the two 10s. You have two 10s with these 10 digits on them. They're perfect for rolls like this. This means you roll a certain number of D10s and add them together and multiply the result by 10. So this way of rolling gives you kind of a, I believe it's like a 2 to tw two to 200 type of range that you're going to roll, which is a little different than any D10 rolls I've rolled in the past. Then it shows and notes the D percentile, how to roll percentile, and those how your checks and rolls are going to be done for the most part. The game works strictly with 10-sided dice. You might want to have a couple different colors or ways to notate difference between them. And then it goes into stat checks. Now, like I said, the stat checks... You're going to roll percentile under the appropriate stat percentage, otherwise you fail. There is a critical uh, success and a critical failure. Essentially rolling, where does that get? Situation. And the other thing that it does in this is it kind of takes off of the black hack. If you're familiar with the black hack, I feel that some of these things are influenced by it when I get into it. Like initiative. You're just rolling a dex check. If you succeed, you get to go before the villain. If you fail, you go after whoever it is you're going against. Situational advantages and disadvantages, instead of giving you lots of bonuses at different points in time, it uses the advantage and disadvantage system, kind of like 5th edition has been using in other games. It's pretty popular now, where if you have an advantage, you get to roll twice and choose the better of the two. If you have a disadvantage, you roll twice and you're stuck with the worst of the two. And it, that's how it really does a lot of the adjustments and modifiers in this game and the system that we have set up here. It gives you rules for rolling opposed checks with this percentile system against another person. And then it goes into the skills. Now, the skills add to your checks. An untrained skill is 0%. If you have trained skill, which is you kind of like the first level of skills, you get a plus 10% to the stat that you're rolling against. So let's say you have military training and you're trying to fight. You would add that 10% to your combat. Let's say your combat is... 30%, you have a 40% you have to roll under to succeed. Then you get expert skills as the next tier, which gives you an additional 15%, and then you get master skills, which give you an additional 20%. And some of these skill levels, they've left open in blank so that you can come up with your own skills and add to it yourself during the game. So it gives you a lot of freedom. One of the other things that's interesting about this is once we get to page 8 in this guide, because we've already done all of the character creation in one in one page. Then we kind of get into some of the other nuances of the game. But when we get to chapter 8 in survival, or sorry, page 8, survival, you start having things like crisis checks, food and water, oxygen, all these different elements that add to the game, these other rules, almost as if you were to run a dungeon crawl in space. What kind of hazards and dangers would you face and how to handle those? And it does some really cool stuff. And it gives me a lot of ideas for campaigns or frightening things to do with players watching your food your water making sure you have those things watching your oxygen and stuff like that in spaceships while you're in space could be a very frightening thing to deal with they have the guns now the way guns work and they add simply a they'll add like let's say a plus 10 to your combat so you get an additional 10 or 20 or whatever it is that they're adding that you can add to your skill amount or total and try to roll under so it gives you a better chance of succeeding when you're shooting because everything's once again based on that skill percent then you have an armor value which also is 
the same way and he adds percents to defending yourself your armor value and rolling under your armor value or, or under somebody else's armor value is the way it tends to handle the combat now i'm going to go to the trinkets and patches they're fun very flavorful they have all kinds of little one in here was about coffee uh, but they have all kinds of little um like nasa logo a logo a patch that says nomad so we're in the patches you get a princess patch an Icarus patch, pop-up, riding missile, Mr. Yuck, take my life, please. All sorts of little silly slogans and stuff like that. Plays well with other Soviet hammer and sickle. Oh boy, I want a hammer and sickle for my character. I wonder if they've got a circle A in this hundred of them. <laughs> then the trinkets you get are odd. They're not anything that's going to necessarily help you defeat a bad guy or anything like that. But it adds some flavor and gives you a few fun things to work with. I can see them being entertaining in-game. Then it gives you mercenary stats. It's sort of as if they're approaching the concept of hirelings. The mercenaries actually have a different type of stats block than rolling up a regular character. You put jot down your, their name, their job, their hits, and then all they have is a combat instinct and loyalty skill, and that's all you really have to worry about. So you're not having to roll up entire characters for each of these mercenaries or hirelings. If you're used to D&D &D where you're playing with hirelings, this is kind of along the same line. Trying to get all these people, it gives you prices and salaries that would be paid to whatever hireling or mercenary you'd have. And it has a nice system for dealing with that. That's pretty simple and easy to go with as a dungeon master or a game master. As in here, I think they're called a warden. I'm assuming that's kind of a nod to the starship warden and metamorphosis alpha. But the warden doesn't have to do nearly as much with rolling up a NPC on that front. Then it gives you more uh, flavor, flair, and stuff like that for your mercenaries as you go through this. The Panic and Resolve system, I appreciate it. Not that I'm going to go too depth in how it works, but it's similar to Insanity would be in something like Call of Cthulhu. Instead of Insanity, we're panicking and freaking out in these moments. And there can be all kinds of effects of your panicking. You can be rattled. You can be psychotic, immediately lose your mind. You can have laser focus advantage on all rolls for the next 1d10 hours. Is the best roll you can have. Then heart attack and instant death is probably the worst roll that you can have when you're dealing with the panic and resolve system that they use. So it can lead to bad things, hallucinations, and everything else. I think it's an interesting approach to take when you're fighting these monsters in space. Normally in Dungeons & Dragons stuff, we go through something terrible, horrible, and horrifying. We kill it, we move on, but here there's no just moving on. Actually, in the mechanics of the class of the Space Marine, if the Space Marine fails their, essentially their horror check or their pa panic check, Everybody has to make checks at negatives, and the whole team is probably going to lose it. Because your Space Marine is supposed to be the big bad fighter. When they lose it, that means bad morale for everyone. And then it goes into the basic building ships and classes of ships, uh, selecting the different modules for your ships, and, and kind of into the ship system, which I'm not going to go too in-depth with. It's fairly relatively simple compared to others I've seen in other science fiction role-playing games. Then finally, on the back cover of Mothership, what I see is a player's cheat sheet where all your basics to running the game are just kind of laid out there on the very back cover. Overall, Mothership Sci-Fi Horror RPG looks like a wonderful game. Would be easy to do a long campaigns with this rule set. 
You can do a lot with it, and I'm looking forward to what else is going to come out with it in the future. If you're not aware, there is a box set that they're going to be going to be a Kickstarter for starting this upcoming November, I believe. So in November, take a look out. The main game here is only like 38 pages. Like I said, $15 on their site in print, and I think it's only like 8 if you buy the PDF. Well spent $15, I strongly suggest it. That's about all we have time for today. If you've enjoyed this, please share it on social media. Give us a positive review wherever you're listening. If you're listening there on iTunes, go ahead and give us a positive review. You can follow us on Facebook. Just search Wobblies and Wizards. Wobbliesandwizards.com is our URL. You can find me on Twitter at Logar, Hail Crom, and keep those dice rolling.